LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information that we hope will help you to cope while living with low vision. A new technique to help people with diabetic retinopathy and macular degeneration. Many people who suffer from macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy have the same common complaint. They complain that when they look at things, there's a black blind spot that's right in the very center of their vision. The reason that they do see this blind spot in the center of their vision is that the cells that are in the very center of the retina are not functioning normally. These cells are located in a part of the retina that's called the macula. And hence, this is why we often call it macular degeneration. Well, with people who also have diabetic retinopathy, we also know that the cells of the macula can also become damaged. And in both situations, the macula is going to cause us to see a blind spot. When you look at a letter or a word, you might notice that that letter is actually missing. If you look at a person's face who's sitting across the dinner table from you, you might notice that that person only has one eye, or the nose is missing, or the mouth is missing. And this blind spot can affect so many different aspects of your daily life. It could obviously affect the way that you see a person's face. When you read, you're not going to see all the letters in a word. If you're trying to copy a telephone number, there's only going to be a few numbers there. Others are going to be missing. And also, if you're trying to read your watch, you just may not be able to see your watch because of this blind spot that's right in the very center. Well, when we think about the retina itself, though, the retina is actually a fairly large tissue. In other words, when we think about what part of the retina is damaged with macular degeneration or people who have diabetic retinopathy that affects the macula, the macula is only about 10% of the entire retina. So that tells us that we potentially have almost 90% of the retina that could be used. So many optometrists and ophthalmologists have actually used techniques to teach people with macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy to use the healthier parts of the retina. This technique is called eccentric viewing. In other words, eccentric means off to the side. So basically we're teaching people to look by looking off to the side. Another term that's often used to describe the same kind of technique is called preferred retinal locus or PRL training. Now this is a more complicated term to understand but it basically means that a person could be taught to use their preferred or the healthier retina regions or locus. So in order to do this, there's a few different things that you could try yourself to understand this. When you look at something, let's say, for example, that you're going to put a dime, get a dime and put it down on the table directly in front of you. If you notice that when you look at that dime, the dime itself disappears when you look straight at it, you know that the retina is not functioning. As a result, this is why you cannot see the dime. Well, if you actually move your eyes and look above the dime, you might find that you're able to see it better. So one of the techniques that we tell people to try is to imagine 
imagine that you're going to be looking at a clock. If you put the dime right in the center, the dime would be positioned right at the very center of the clock. Well, if you move your eyes to look at the 12 o'clock position on the clock, you may then notice that you could see the dime. If you move your eyes to the 3 o'clock position, just to the right of the dime, you may then be able to find it. Or, for other people, you might be able to notice that if you look down, if you look below the dime, towards the 6 o'clock position on the clock, you might be able to see it. Or, if you look to the left, the 9 o'clock position. So this is one way that you might be able to tell which location you're able to see things better. So once you find out that you are able to see the dime clearer, if you look above it, below it, to the right or to the left, you then have sort of an idea that by moving your eyes and looking away from the object, you can actually see it clearer. Now, after you've become pretty comfortable with this, you could then refine it. You might find that if you look slightly up and to the right of the dime, or up and to the left, or sort of at a diagonal, it might be a little bit clearer. So this technique is what we call the clock technique, and this is something that you might then identify that if you look at the 12 o'clock position, or the 1 o'clock position, the 2 o'clock position, the 3 o'clock position, and so on and so forth, that that is how you could see things the easiest. Another way that you could do this, if you do happen to have a clock, a wall clock, and this could be a clock that could be as small as 4 inches in diameter, or even one that's going to be even larger, what you can do is you could put a small sticker right in the very center of where the hands attach and do the same technique. You could then find out where do you see the sticker the easiest. Now, another thing that you might do is that you could also do the same type of thing if you're going to be playing with cards. You could go ahead and get a deck of cards and flip just one card at a time on the table. And if you look right at it, maybe you have a hard time seeing if it's a jack, a king, or a queen. And so if you then slightly move your eyes above it, to the right, to the left, or below, you may then be able to identify that you could see these cards much better. Once you learn to do that, you could then also practice the same technique when you're looking at your friends. Let's say that you're having lunch with a friend. You might find that if you sort of move your eyes and look at her hairline, you could then suddenly see both of her eyes. Or perhaps you might be looking at her left ear or her right ear, or maybe you're looking a little bit closer towards where her mouth is, then you're able to see her face. Well, within a few weeks as practicing these techniques, you might then find that this becomes more automatic. In fact, we find that many children learn to do this automatically as well. You could then find that when you go to the grocery store, you would then start to automatically look off to the side of that can of soup so that you could read things more easily, and you'll find that your overall ability to read really improves tremendously. Now, this is a technique that you could also go to your local optometrist or ophthalmologist who specializes in low vision, and they could also show you this technique, and they might also refer you many times to an occupational therapist who could even come to your home and to do this type of training. In many situations, if your low vision optometrist or ophthalmologist writes a prescription for this, you can actually have your occupational therapist bill Medicare for this type of training for you. So, what's called eccentric viewing or 
preferred retinal locus training could be very helpful for people who have macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy. So I hope this information is helpful to you. And for more information on this, consult with your low vision specialist. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshita. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.